0: Welcome to another CPMS Podcast. My name is Elisa Kleinman, and today we have a very special guest with us. This professor teaches in the Department of Philosophy, and his specialty is Philosophy of Science. His article, Ideology in the Guise of Science, was published in a review for the Farms Foundation. His book, The Speed of Light, Constancies and Cosmos, describes what our knowledge of light means for our place in the universe. His name is Dr. David Grandy and he'll be speaking September twenty first at the annual Hayes Lecture. The topic of his lecture is Rethinking the Thoughts of God how belief in God has shaped Western Science. Doctor Grandy, welcome to the podcast and thank you for being here today.
1: My pleasure.
0: So you're a philosophy professor, which is really exciting for us in the College of Physical and Mathematical Sciences because you get to bring kind of a different perspective to the lecture. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but philosophy is kind of based on the study of problems through rational arguments. So as a philosophy professor, how much does religion play a part in your research of um, problems and
1: arguments? Well, in my case, I think uh, religion is foundational. Uh, I guess that uh, reflects where I come from, but I always thought that religion co- coincided with my philo- philosophical interests, and so it uh, it forms the background of what I think about. It informs what I think about, and in the 20th and 21st century, we've we've gotten new ways of accessing the problems, or we've give them a, a, a kind of a different spin. Uh, but religion, as I say, just is the backdrop, at least for me, for all of that.
0: Wow, that's really interesting. And speaking of religion, the Summerhays Lecture focuses on the bridge between science and religion. Some would argue that science and religion kind of are kind of separate and can even be conflicting. So how are you going to approach the topic to show that they can actually support each other?
1: I'm going to uh, approach it historically because, and that reflects my own personal experience, when I started studying history of science uh, back uh, in the 80s, uh, what I discovered is that a lot of the major figures in science uh, were deeply religious. And so they brought their religious ideas to their science. Those ideas are informing their science and uh, my observation was that very few, if any, it's hard—I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody that uh, would call themselves an atheist. I think that that outlook comes along a little bit later, and primarily in the 19th century, when people begin to say that religion and science are natural enemies. And they go off in different directions and they, you know, there's more fire that comes out of, or there's more heat that comes out of their intersection than light. Uh, But these are things I'll talk about in my lecture.
0: So your lecture is titled Rethinking the Thoughts of God. And it talks about, as you said, these early scientists like Einstein and Newton and Galileo who attempted to kind of um, put themselves in God's shoes to understand the creation of the world. So, did all of the first scientists believe in the same type of God that we believe in?
1: No, no. If you go back to Greek antiquity, of course, that's when we think that uh, science is given birth. Of uh, course, they have a very different idea of God. But still, they feel themselves held to a divine standard as they do science, as they do philosophy. And then if we fast forward to the early modern era, where we get into Kepler and Galileo and some of these people like Newton. And uh, then if we go a couple of centuries, two, or three centuries beyond that, we get to Einstein. He's a Jew. He's not a practicing Jew, but he was raised a Jew. He says he believes in Spinoza's God. So he tends to believe that God is coincidental with the laws of nature. It's a different vision of God. It's not a Latter-day Saint vision of God, but like I say, there's some sort of divine yardstick that he feels like he has to conform his science to.
0: So some of them maybe didn't believe in the exact same God that we do, but regardless, they believed in a God. So how did their beliefs in a God, whatever type of God he was, shape the way that they viewed science then and that we view science now?
1: Well, I think you got to take it on a case-by-case basis, I mean... In my presentation, I talk about Kepler. He lives about 1600. He's a Christian. He's a Protestant. He believes that God has given us this universe as a a treasure trove for our benefit. And so we've got these spiritual-slash-intellectual treasures that will always engage us as as long as we're willing to investigate them. Another example, I think, would be... uh, Einstein and uh probably some people know about his difficulty with certain people like Niels Bohr and Werner Heisenberg who were contemporary physicists.
0: So early scientists believed in God and they they based their theories off of that belief. So how did things around them in their environment like the astro- like astronomy affect their thoughts and sciences?
1: Uh well you know you mentioned astronomy and that's a great uh I, I think if you go back to Plato, and we consider him a proto-scientist, or you know, an ancient scientist, you know, he had some very interesting things about to say about the sky. But he talked about the the patterns or the circuits of, intell- of intelligence traced out by the stars and the planets in the sky. And so he is saying that to the degree that we can emulate those orderly patterns. We will achieve the intelligence and the order within our own lives that would allow us to peek into the mind of God um, and to have some sort of uh, understanding of the way God went about, what he went about doing when he brought the world into existence.
0: Well, we're almost out of time, but is there anything else that you want the students or faculty to know about your upcoming lecture?
1: Well, like I say, it takes an historical approach. I want to challenge the idea that that science and religion are natural enemies. Um, historically, that doesn't add up. And so, what I'll be doing in the lecture or in the presentation is just giving examples. You know, their the religion just kind of bubbles up into their science, and when they think that they've got the you know their religious beliefs somewhat incorporated into their science. They feel like they've climaxed, or that their explanation of the world has climaxed. That's what I'll be talking about.
0: Well, your lecture sounds fascinating. I'm sure many students and faculty are really looking forward to it. Dr. Grandy, thank you for your time and insights today.
1: Thank you, my pleasure.
0: If you'd like to hear more about rethinking the thoughts of God, don't miss the Summerhays lecture September 21st at 7 p.m. in room 1080 of the Harold B. Lee Library. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check us out on the web at cpms.byu.edu.